Coming up. Oftentimes, the folks we love and who should be loving us hurt us. And if that hurt happens enough, we'll begin to close off ourselves to loving and to loving and to be in love because we do it under the auspices of not wanting to get hurt. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the second message in the series, The Options of the Tempter, Part 1. We talked last week, our subtopic for last week was know that he's real. We asked the question, well, how real is he? Speaking of Satan, Lucifer, the devil, uh, the accuser, the enemy, all the other titles that go with him. How real is he? And we talked about that his existence is real, his power is real, his mission is real, his activity is real, his traps are real, and his future is real. We talked about all of those and we're going to continue to build on these things as we move forward in this series. The next uh, thing I think is appropriate for us to, 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 to speak about since we've already talked about how real he is, um, I think it's appropriate for us to talk about since he is an enemy, since he is an attacker, since he is an opposer, since he is an adversary, that we talk about what it is we are dealing with as we interact or confront or approach or interface encounter probably the best word Mm -hmm. his activity his traps his realness his existence his power uh, we need to talk about that so our subtopic for today is the options of the tempter the options of the tempter and i want to refer to him as the tempter today primarily and that's because he tempts us to sin against God, Hmm. tempts us to do what God says not to do or not to do what God says to do. (laughs) He tempts us to disobey God. He tempts us to to, uh, uh, compete with God. He tempts us to be adversarial or in opposition to God. To be contrary. To be contrary to God. He tempts us. And that's what he does. He tried to get us to pick a fight with God. And y'all know that's a bad thing to do. Just like you know it's not wise to pick a fight with Mike Tyson. It's not wise. It's even not even more wise 
to pick a fight with God. That's right. And so we want to talk about the options of the tempter mm -hmm. today. And so, but before we get into uh, uh, his options, there are some things that we need to understand um, about the tempter. First of all, uh, he, there, there's some predictability to what the tempter will do. Mm. I want that to sit with you. There's some predictability, and I use some uh, for a reason, and that is that uh, if I say there's complete predictability, we may get off of our uh, our laurels and put our guards down. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, he's really tricky. So uh, just because he's predictable don't mean that you can you can you can continue to roll with them um, if you're not intentional. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of that. You know, uh, people said things like this about some great athletes. You know, Michael Jordan, for instance. You know, we kind of know what he's going to do, right? He's you know, he likes to do his fadeaway jumper. He got some he got some signature moves. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember a clip. Some of you guys might may have saw it mm -hmm. where. He, um, he was talking to Kobe Bryant because I think Kobe was guarding him in an all-star game or something. And Kobe says to Michael, um, I knew, I knew, I knew what you was going to do. <laughs> Young Kobe. Young Kobe said, I knew what you was going to do. And then Michael said, then why did you jump? <laughs> why, why did you jump then? Because yeah. Michael gave him a pump fake and he went flying. Yeah. But Kobe, young Kobe thinking, well, I knew what you was going to do, but he still went for the trick, though. Still for he still went for the trick. And so I say some predictability because the devil got a whole lot of tricks. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's predictable to some extent, but then he's, he, and, and there's only a, only really three weapons he have, which we're going to talk about um, today. But he has a whole lot of tricks yeah. with to go with those weapons. Yeah. And so yeah. that's where he can get us. Yeah, I was going to say he uses his predictability or what you think he predict he's going to do to trick you. <laughs> that's a trick. That's yes. even a trick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to be careful how I phrase that so that we we will understand what we're up against. Mm -hmm. It's just like um, Kobe Bryant trying to guard Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, you can know what I'm going to do. That don't mean you're going to stop it <laughs> or you're going to be ready when it happens. Yeah. And so there's some 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 nuance to all of this. But we want to talk about that. And the other thing um, that we want to talk about, and I want you to write this down, A, on your paper, what must we understand about ourselves? So as we are talking about the tempter's options, we need to understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, he understands us a whole lot. Mm -hmm. He's not all knowing, but he's been around a long time and he's seen some people that's pretty close. He's seen people with tendencies and habits like you, yours and mine. Mm -hmm. He's seen it already. Yeah. And so he saw, he's tested out his strategies. He's, He's got tried and true strategies. He's, he's been doing this for thousands of years. Right. Um, so he's a whole lot of folk have come to the planet mm -hmm. in that time frame. Mm -hmm. And he he uh he he he's seen your kind right. before. He, yeah. he hasn't seen anybody quite exactly like you, yeah. but he's seen your kind and my kind. He's seen some pretty close, pretty close habitual 
people, yeah. um, tendencies, people with tendencies like mine, yeah. um, people with similar background or stuff. And so he's studied, he's watched the, the film of, of human history. Right, right. He plays it back. He's watched it all. Mm -hmm. And so he, he has a game plan based mm -hmm. upon that. He knows what carrot to dangle in front of you to get you to jump. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so we got to understand that. So we must under, we must understand ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that we can do that. And there's a couple of things I want to say that we must understand. Mm -hmm. The first is this number one, we were made to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that. Yeah. And we were made to love and be loved. Well, you might say, well, I understand that. Yeah, that made you weak. You may understand it intellectually. I may understand it intellectually, but we have to understand it practically. Yeah. Meaning we gotta live out like we understand it. Mm -hmm. And let me give you an example of how we don't always do that. Oftentimes, the folks we love and who should be loving us mm -hmm. hurt us. And if that hurt happens enough, we'll begin to close off ourselves to loving and to loving and to be in love because we do it under the auspices of not wanting to get hurt. Right, right. And that's when the devil can really get us. Mm -hmm. Because now we're practicing outside of how God created us. Right. That's not how God created us. That's not how God created. This is why forgiveness is so important in the life of a believer, because it puts you back in the place where God made us to be, to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. And we allow our hurts to keep us from being yeah. what God wants us yeah. to be. And that puts us right on the home court of the devil. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Right yeah. on the home court of the devil. So we can't wall ourselves off mm -hmm. from loving others and being loved by others. Others mm -hmm. That puts us in a, in, a, in a place to lose the game. Yeah. Because to to for the devil to get in and have wreak havoc, it'll happen in your marriage. It'll happen in all your relationships. Mm -hmm. If there's the walls go up like that yeah. again, that's why forgiveness is so, so important. Yeah. That's and true. so that's so there's a lot of places in scripture that indicate to us that we were created. We were made to love and be loved. I just want to use first uh, John four, seven through nine as the this passage today to talk about it it says dear friends let us continue to love one another it says continue to love one another right right not let not let us just love no we got to continue to love oh dear i told you today i love you I have, I'm telling you now, I love you. And I love you. <laughs> All right. All right. And I'm my plan, and not, not just not my plan, I'm going to love you tomorrow, too. Yeah, me too. All right. Maybe and, next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's a decision that we're making. And so he's, he says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Mm-hmm. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Now, we're not talking about love in the way that many people mean it. You notice that it's tying it to God. 
So this is that agape love, that love that comes from God, not the love that comes from human human per se. It's, it's a love that's given by God. It's an attribute of God. So if it's an attribute of God, that means this love has to be um, uh, practice in a way that God says it should be practiced. Right, right. Right. It should be administered in that way. And so verse eight says, but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. So God is love. So you can't love without, you can't truly love. Look what it goes on to say in verse nine. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Amen. And so we got to love the way God says and, and the love that God's talking about. Um, you only can do it if you know God. You only can do it if you know God. Right. And so we got to love. We got to be, we got to, we were made to love and we were made to be loved. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how much we get hurt, that truth does not change. Yeah. You can come up with it, whatever strategies you want, whatever ideas you have, you will not change God's plan for you to be loved mm -hmm. and for you to love. It's not going to change. That's why the great, the, the first commandment says, love the Lord, your God. And then the second greatest commandment that Jesus says is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so loving and he says, all the other commandments hang on those two. Yes, we yes. were created to love and be loved. Yes. Amen. That's not going to change no matter how much you get hurt. Amen. And this is one of the reasons Jesus told the disciples when they asked him, well, how much, how, how many times do you forgive? He gave them a number. He gave, he said 70 times 70. But the point was that you, you can't number it. It's, it's, it's you going, you, you keep forgiving because we don't want to get to the place. Amen. Where we're not practicing what we were created to practice. Yeah. And love is one of those things. It's good. All right. The second thing that we must understand about ourselves, we must understand about ourselves is our love device and detector mm. has been damaged. Mm -hmm. the, the mechanism or the device or our capacity, the thing in which that's in us that allows us to love, even give us the capacity to love, mm -hmm. that device is damaged. Yeah. And the device that we use to interpret or receive love is damaged too. So sometimes the way we administer our love and the way that we receive love or not <laughs> is not right 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 because we got a right. damaged device and a damaged detector mm -hmm. okay look what happened here in the in the garden genesis 3 7 tells us and this was after they were disobedient to god this was after they didn't show love for god mm -hmm. it says at that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves up. Mm -hmm. Y'all see how their love detector, yeah. their love device, and their love detector was damaged. Before they disobeyed God, they were loving each other. Their device was working. 
their detector was working. It was loving and receiving love from each other. And they then they sinned against God. All of a sudden, it says their eyes were open and they felt shame. Yeah. yeah. You, you they felt shame. They felt they didn't just feel that they had done a bad thing. They felt like they were bad. Mm. That's what shame is. Mm. Shame is when you feel like you are bad. Right. right. And they felt shame. Mm -hmm. So in order to cover up that feeling of shame, they felt bad about themselves. Then they covered it up with the fig leaves. Mm -hmm. Before they were loved and they didn't feel bad, so they didn't have anything keeping them from revealing themselves, mm -hmm. being completely, completely yeah. being transparent with each other completely. There were no walls up between them. Mm -hmm. So they were able to love and receive love from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And from God. Mm -hmm. It was a two-way street. But then when they disobeyed God, yeah. the device to love was bad. Mm -hmm. And their and their detector was bad. Yeah. Right. So it was nothing Adam could do or say. There was nothing Eve could do or say to make Adam not want to cover himself up mm -hmm. or Eve to not cover herself. At that right, point, right. it was like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to put the, just think about it. Imagine this. And they, and they, 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 they just sin and add, and then one of them start putting the fig leaves on. He said, why are you doing that? Don't, you ain't got to do that. He said, I don't want you to see this. What you, no, it's okay. I still see, I still view you the same way. Right. It was nothing he could he could say or she could say that would change their mind because the shame was the shame on them. Was on them, yeah. Shame was on. But that wasn't the case before. Mm -hmm. And then we know the story goes on. They even had shame before God. God came walking in the garden and they hid from God. Yeah, We're gonna right, talk right. about that a little bit later. Right. So our love device and our love detector is marred, it's, it's damaged. Consequently, you know, there are some things that happen in our lives. But look what it says here in 1 John 4, 16 through 18. It says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows perf more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Okay, I'm gonna stop for a minute right here. Look at what it's saying here. It says that God is love and all who live in God live in love and God lives in them. And it makes you unafraid mm -hmm. of the day of judgment. And it helps us to grow more perfect, to go more to completeness and to, you know, and it love does that. Yeah. So in talking about the garden, Adam and Eve, like I was saying, it was nothing they can do. They were afraid and ashamed of God mm -hmm. and of revealing themselves. Right, right. They felt like they were being judged. Mm -hmm. And that's because they stepped out of living out the love that God 
wanted them to live. Amen. Verse 18 says, such love has no fear. It's talking about this, this, this love that where they were, now they've fallen from. Mm -hmm. It has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. Mm -hmm. So we see that they had fear. All of a sudden now, fear is, a, fear is present. Right. And they're afraid of, them, of, of showing themselves to the other and also being in the presence of God. And that tells us that something went wrong with their love detector mm -hmm. and their love device. Right. And it says, if we are afraid, it is for the fear of punishment. And this shows that when we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Amen. And that's the thing is that we want to communicate to the world just how much God loves them. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to get rid of the shame and the guilt and the fear is for people to understand how much God loves them. Amen. And so more evidence that we have a, 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 a damaged device and detector we find in 1 John 2, 15. Mm -hmm. It says, do not love the world or anything in the world. Okay, let's just stop right there for a moment. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, God, before sin came into the world, God did not have to tell man to love him or even love each other. Yeah. He didn't have to tell human beings to do it because their, their, their device and detector was perfect. It was working. Yes, it was working. Yeah. Right. Um, God, when God brought Eve to Adam, he didn't have to tell Adam to, to love his wife. Mm -hmm. When Adam saw the wife, Adam went, woo. <laughs> I mean, right? He, you talk about love at first sight. You, you get what I'm saying? It was, it was that. Adam went, whoa, 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 what's this? Yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, this is woman, mm -hmm. right? Right. Because right. you was taken out of man. Adam knew right away. Oh no, this bone yeah. of my bone, this right. flesh of my flesh. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to. He didn't have. To. Nobody had to tell him to love, not to, not to, to love him. Yeah. Didn't have to. Didn't have to tell you to love him. It was automatic. You can, you know, uh, ladies, you can relate to this just with children. Nobody got to tell you to love your child. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Gotta, right. You, 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 it's, it's automatic. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I remember, I remember how overwhelmed I was when I first laid my eyes on my son. Mm -hmm. And, but I was loving him before that. Cause I would, you know, before when he was in, in Carolyn's stomach, I was loving him. But I remember when I first laid my eyes on him, I was like, Ooh, yeah. Son, you know it was 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 it was, it was something special. Yeah, basically, you guys know y'all know him. You know we they probably had to have another stretcher <laughs> ready to catch him. Oh, yes, I was uh, I, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. <laughs> and 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 then to make it worse, not make it worse, but I to make it better, yeah. he was crying. Mm -hmm. He was crying, and then I started talking to him, and he shut up. Yeah. To me, he was loving me back. He recognized your voice. He recognized my voice because we used to sing and talk to him in the stomach. Mm -hmm. And and it, to me, that was love, love being returned. Mm -hmm. And he, 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 he just stopped crying. Just just hearing my voice. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, oh, that's my dude right there. We, we, we vibing. We right here. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, so here the text is giving us an instruction not to love the world. Yeah. That speaks to the fact that our device and our detector is jacked up that they would that the scripture would even have to tell us what not to love. Right. 
We love the wrong stuff. Right, because that wasn't the case originally. Mm -hmm. God did not have to say that. Mm -hmm. Now the scripture has to tell us what to love and not to love. Right. That's because our detector and our device is damaged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it goes on. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. And then look what the New Living Translation says for the same verse, uh, 1 John 2, 15. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Mm. So it is instructing us not to love the world or the things that the world offers. So B, we, we got to answer, ask, ask another question. Well, then what are the options of the tempter? Mm-hmm. Since we understand that our love devices and, and, and detectors are damaged, how can, the, how can the tempter, the enemy, take advantage of that? Mm-hmm. What tools does he have in his bag, basically? <laughs> And we need to explore that. Yeah. And so I want to list for you four options he has. Mm -hmm. It's really three with a twist. Okay. Okay. The first is this, the lust of the flesh, Mm -hmm. the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. And that's hedonism. That's hedonism. And we're going to read the definition of hedonism in a second. But let's look at what it says here in 1 John 2, 16. <clears throat> For everything in the world is giving us and telling us what's in the world. And we, we talked about last week how the devil is the ruler of this world. Right. Or the God of this age. Mm-hmm. So the world is what he rules. So all that's in the world is under his influence. Mm-hmm. And it's given us the things that's in the world. Mm-hmm. And the first is the lust of the flesh. So for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh. Okay. The New Living Translation says this in the same verse, 1 John 2, 16. Mm-hmm. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. And it's going to keep going and telling us some other things the world offers, mm-hmm. but we're starting right here. Yeah. So it's, called, it's calling the lust of the flesh a craving for physical pleasure. Mm. And that's why it's hedonism. Okay. Hedonism. And let's look at what dictionary.com says about hedonism. It says, and it has two definitions here on your paper. The doc, hedonism, the doctrine that pleasure or happiness is the highest good. Mm. That's the first definition. And the second is devotion to pleasure as a way of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we've all had our own personal experience with being devoted to pleasure or watching others be devoted to pleasure. Uh, we, we had, we've had that experience mm-hmm. um, and that's hedonism. And we are living in a society that's all about pleasure. Yeah. You see it on your, in your commercials, you see it on social media, you see it everywhere. It's a strong part of the culture, pleasure. And you hear people saying, well, I'm not happy. So now being happy becomes the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then uh, uh, we had so much fun. And then you see people perpetrating like they had fun when they know it wasn't all of that. <laughs> right? right. And so, but there's this craving for physical pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's the lust of the flesh. And that's hedonism. And uh, that's one of the devil's tools and tricks. Yes, it is. He wants to entice you with what will feel good. That's what he wants to entice you with. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't this be nice? Wouldn't you like this feeling? Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes, we're projecting on others the feeling we want to feel, even though we should not be expecting that from them. It ain't, it's not even fair to expect them to give us that feeling. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time Sometime in the marriage, I'm going to say oftentimes in the marriage, one party, husband or wife, is expecting the husband to make them feel like their boyfriend did. <laughs> or the husband expecting the wife to make them feel like their girlfriend did. That's not fair. Yeah. Well, for two reasons. One is, they are not that person. The second is, that was a boyfriend. I'm your spouse. It's a different playing yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're trying to you're trying to project into your marriage things that was in your sinful relationship. You're trying to recreate your sinful relationship. And that's out of whack. Thank you for listening.